1: hey waffle gang i do hope you're well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too well, let's crack on with today's first story which comes from jenny says "Fu" you and says i'm i the a-hole for not wanting to pay for dinner typing this out sounds insane and i really don't think i'm in the wrong but i need to know A friend invited me to a dinner party at her house a few weeks ago. The actual dinner party was last night. I asked if I should bring anything, but she said no. It's not a potluck, she'd be making dinner for everyone. There were seven of us total and the food was good. During the meal, we were all laughing and called our friend, dinner host, a chef because she made a big dinner for all of us and we all said how much we appreciated it because it's hard to get everyone together at the same time. At the end of the dinner we all helped clean wash the dishes and have some wine it started getting late so people started to head out and on our way out the dinner host said don't forget to venmo slash cash app slash zell her some of us were confused because we had no idea what we had to send her so i asked her what am i sending you money for and she said for cooking dinner i said i don't understand why we should pay she said because i spent money and hosted the dinner and cooked I said, none of us asked you to. You volunteered to do it and you never mentioned paying until now. She said, I didn't do this for free. I replied, you should have told us before you hosted that you expected this. I don't think it's fair to just bring this up and expect people to pay. She called me an asshole and <laughs> said that she didn't spend hours to cook, grocery shop for free. I've never heard of this, like ever. We kept arguing after a while and I just Venmoed her $40 she asked for. I don't think I'm the arsehole at all and some of my friends agree with me. Some have said it's normal to pay for dinner during a dinner party at someone's house. So now I'm not sure. Edit. A lot of you have asked what she made and it was some salad I've never heard of. The main course was smoked gouda mashed potatoes with beef short ribs. A dessert I forgot the name of. I think she said she bought it from a bakery. She also made vegan mashed potatoes and vegan ribs for one of our friends who was vegan. She also made or bought chicken skewers as the appetizer. Even though she said not to bring anything, I brought rum cake from my local bakery. And yes, everyone brought something small. We also had charcuterie and cheese board that two of the girls brought. Some girls bought wine and we even had one girl bring candles to set the mood. We are in the US and none of us are European. I spoke with some of the others and although they had paid for a dinner party before, it was discussed first. No one has ever done what this friend did which was spring an unexpected cost on us. All of us are in our early 30s. The group chat is going crazy right now because everyone is pissed at her. And first, I'm going to start off with apologies about the pronunciation on the cheese. (laughs) I looked up multiple pronunciations on this. Some said, I think it was mainly Germans, and I think some English pronounce it gouda. Some say gouda. I was going to go for the proper pronunciation of Netherlands. Gouda. I kind of like that one, but I'm not sure everybody got it. Either way, it's a fucking good cheese. <laughs> and it's one of those situations that I would love a bit of additional background info on this. How long have you known this friend for? And has their behavior ever been like this in any other situation? Because that's not normal behavior to me. Whenever I go around to my brother's house and he's doing a barbecue or cooking a meal, which he often does recently. I'm always saying, look, can I pay for a little bit of it? Of course, because, you know, he hosts so often. And he's always like, no, absolutely not. Don't insult me again, blah, blah, blah. But this one just got me thinking, are we talking pure entitlement in a way here? Or is there something else going on? Because why? But DJ2Supreme says, not the a-hole. What your friend did was extremely scummy. She invites all these people to dinner that she is making. No mention of paying before and after this. And then when everyone is done eating and finishing cleaning, out of the blue, she expects everyone to give her money if I was expected to pay for a dinner without knowing until after I ate, I would have skipped the dinner entirely. Cut contact with his friend. She shouldn't be hosting dinner parties if she will pull stunts like this. In quotes, Some have said it's normal to pay for dinner during a dinner party at someone's house and then says, no, no, this is not normal. It's normal at restaurants, but at one's house. This ain't normal and it sure isn't normal to wait until after the food was eaten and everyone helped clean up. Thor says, $40 is a bummer, but in the long run, it's a small price to pay to learn that your friend is tacky, cheap, has bad manners, and has no social intelligence whatsoever. Consider it part of the cost of doing business as an adult, and handle your relationship with her in the future accordingly. Interesting laugh says, not the a-hole, you don't ask for money after. And if you are hosting, then it's your responsibility to take care of the costs. I've never heard of anyone asking their guests to pay unless I'm another country. US here. That's a cultural thing and well-known. I wouldn't have sent her money. She chose what good she was making and how long that would take. She chose to host. No one asked her to do this. Be Miss 70s is not the a-hole. I've never heard of someone offering to host a large gathering, then demanding people pay money after the fact. If she was going to charge for the cooking, shopping, etc., she should have said so up front. Doing all of that is the duty of being a host, and I've never been to a gathering or party where the host did this. She's a total a-hole for demanding payment for hosting a meal without making that clear up front. Honestly, I dropped the asshole friend completely. Opie then comes in with an update and says basically the next day we try to explain our side of things to my friend. She was sticking with her side that the cost was fair. To try to explain how rude it was for her to basically charge us for hanging out with her. To explain how she never does anything for any of us without expecting something from us. She said she would expect her friends to help her if she helps them. We said yes, but you won't do anything for anyone unless there is something in it for you. Some of you mentioned to ask for the receipt. I did, and she didn't have it. I brought up different things we brought, and get this. She said, I didn't ask you to bring them. (sighs) I then brought up this post and basically said what she did was tacky and just rude as hell. Big mistake. She's very upset about it, saying it's an invasion of privacy. Understandable. She called us rude bitches. Lol, us, and bad friends. We just kept going back and forth saying the same thing, and it wasn't going anywhere. One of our friends asked if she would apologise, and she said no. She didn't do anything wrong. In the end, all of us cut her off. We left her in the group chat for a little bit before we blocked her, though, so she could see what we were saying about her. I remember there was another post that we read about a month ago where they looked at all their friendships and relationships as like purely transactional, like What am I going to get if I do something for you? And I think I remember in that post it like totally ruined all their relationships as well. Friendships. Absolute crazy way to think. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And before we do get into our next story, I just want to give you a warning. There is talk of miscarriage within this story too. So if you do want to skip it, please feel free to do so. this is from openrich1312 from the true off my chest subreddit titled pregnant wife confessed to cheating but refuses prenatal paternity test might get blasted for mistreating a pregnant woman but it doesn't really matter at this point i'm mainly just using this to crystallize my emotions in writing and vent my 27 male wife 26 female is around two months pregnant At first, I was overjoyed when I found out, but 10 days ago, she admitted to having unprotected sex with a colleague at around the time she got pregnant. This has been the longest 10 days of my life. I'm humiliated by the betrayal. I've decided to stay in the marriage if I am the father of the child, but emotionally, there is no way I can take the stress of it, possibly not be in mind for seven more months. The anxiety has been eating me alive day and night for the past week. So I told her today, to do a prenatal paternity test so we can know for sure whose child it is by the end of the week. She refused and said that she would be way too stressed if we did that and that the stress hormones coursing through her body wouldn't be good for the baby. I pointed out how short-sighted this is since I would do the paternity test eventually anyway and it would just shorten the stress for both of us if we found out who the father is by this weekend. I also said that even if we decided to get divorced right now, we would still be married by the time the child is born. So i would be the legal father by default if that is what she wanted she still refused and said there's no way she's going to do a prenatal paternity test i was pretty infuriated by this point so i ended the conversation by saying that if she doesn't get the test i would refuse to stay at the hospital when she is in labor refuse to sign any paperwork acknowledging me as the father get a paternity test and legally challenge my paternity as soon as i found out the child isn't mine if she continues to refuse a paternity test I'm considering divorcing her, even if the child is mine. I've lost most of my feelings for her after hearing about the cheating. If the child is mine, I should be eligible for joint 50-50 custody, even though it will be a very young child. My wife and I also make about the same amount of money, so I shouldn't even be paying her any alimony or child support either, especially if we get 50-50 custody. So I should be in the clear legally. But there's still no way I can take this for seven more months. I don't know what I'll do. Now there's some comments on this one covering the legal stuff that I absolutely have no clue on. So Suckler says, lawyer now. If she has that child while you are married, no matter DNA test or not, the courts will hold you responsible. Get a lawyer ASAP. Deep says, you can get a speedy divorce, which is in your best interest to do before the birth. If you wait until after, things will be much messier for you. You need to lawyer up ASAP. It's a lie that there's no prenatal paternity test. You can get one from DNA diagnostics. They are every bit as accurate. Just as more expensive than if you wait until after. You must divorce her whether or not you are the father. She has no respect for you and will absolutely do this again. Also, the fact that she has these lame excuses for not wanting to do the test makes me think that she did the math and knows it's more likely that the other guy is the father. Broad Sharp says, Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Immediately hire a family attorney and start the legal separation. All she's doing is manipulating you, using an unknown paternity of her child to get what she wants and no other option is allowed. If you are not the father, states will automatically assign you as responsible if still married at birth. Get a lawyer now. Stop with the stay in the marriage crap for the sake of the child. Her betrayal will only affect the marriage and the child's mental well-being. Another reason why paternity tests should be mandatory. Get out and file. And one more comment from Jay Black who says, better off just leaving. The fact that she won't do the test should tell you that she has a strong feeling it's not yours. She's probably hoping she can repair your relationship and make the pain of finding out after the child is born not be as disastrous to her life. She probably hopes she'll get attached to the idea of being a dad and end up turning down the test because you don't even want to know. She'll continue to cheat and ruin your life. Leave now, have the test done after birth and then either step up and be a man and take care of your child or go to court and get your name taken off the birth certificate. Of the other guy's baby. OP comes back into the post under a different username and says, I am the OP of this post. I got suspended for being suspected spam. Maybe because I used a VM to post, but I thought I should come back and update. I never found out whether I was the father or not. She miscarried not long after I made the post and a test was never done. Or honestly, she may have just aborted it. I hope that the child, whether mine or not, is at peace now. But quite frankly, I'd rather just not think about this whole situation anymore. I just want to move on with my life at this point. The divorce was pretty swift and straightforward. We make similar income, so there wasn't really much to contest. I let her keep the house and she paid me half of the equity. It was a pretty silent and emotionless split. I just wanted to go my own separate way in life. And maybe she felt the same way. As an aside, I want to address the comments in the old post claiming that prenatal paternity tests would cause a miscarriage. I asked her for a non-invasive prenatal paternity test that would not have caused any harm to the mother or the child. It would have just been a simple blood draw from the pregnant mother and a cheek swab from the suspected father. Things have been rough, but I'm looking forward to the future. I've been working out and sauna bathing regularly, which has improved my mood quite a bit. I might go back to school for a master's degree. really increases income potential in my line of work. Thanks for the well wishes, strangers. Your kind words provided me with a lot of hope, at a dark time and now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story now this story also comes with an update titled would i be the a-hole if i filed another noise complaint about my neighbor's very loud toddler i'm really torn about this I, female 33, work fully remote and a bit of a homebody, so I'm usually in my apartment most of the time, either working or living my life as one does. Several months back, we had a family move in across the hall from us with a little girl around two or three years old. They moved in over the course of two weeknights, so lots of banging and shout-talking in the halls between 10 to 12 at night, so not a good first impression for both myself and my roommate. Over the months they've been here, their little one has proven to be extremely vocal. While working, she will often scream bloody murder at the top of her lungs, loud enough that it feels like she's standing directly in my apartment. I've had people on calls with me while I'm wearing headphones, asking who is screeching in the background, and I have to apologize and state that it's my neighbor's child. Even at night, I will hear her screaming all the way in my bedroom, which is the farthest room in my apartment from the front door. It's not so much I'm scared screaming that would warrant a different call or yay, I'm a toddler having fun screaming. It's more I'm throwing a tantrum screaming and there are some days where it's near constant. I'll be doing laundry on the bottom floor or on the top floor and I can hear it all the way on the first floor just yelling and screaming clear as day. I've called and complained about them to our office. They also shout talk in the hallway to each other when they have visitors and no carpet in the halls means it echoes and is loud i know multiple other neighbors of mine both on the same floor and downstairs have called with complaints too yesterday i called in with a bad migraine and even in my room with the door closed i could hear her going full air raid siren even until 10 pm and that just made my blood boil it doesn't even sound like her parents try to get her to calm down i have spoke to my friends with kids about this and they've told me to just keep it moving because parenting is hard i'm an aunt The two spectacular kids so I get it, but I don't think I should have to deal with an out of control toddler who screams all day and night. My neighbors already have two violations for excessive noise and I believe one more could get them evicted. While the noise is definitely an issue, they have been warned about multiple times by management. I should add that they don't speak English or I would have talked to them myself and interferes with both my work and downtime. I can't help but feel immensely guilty knowing that I may get a little girl and her family evicted. But even as I write this post, she is a banshee streaking and has been on and off for close to half an hour. Would I be the a-hole if I filed another noise complaint, even though it may result in a family getting evicted? Edit Just to making an edit to answer some questions I've been seeing asked repeatedly on here. Noise cancelling headphones aren't always an option for me. My job requires I make calls and I can't make and take calls with earplugs in. Also, I've had people tell me that they can hear her over said headphones, which is embarrassing. My office space is in an open area, so I can't really noise-proof my home office. It costs $1,000 to break my lease, and I have a roommate to consider. I've also been in my apartment for eight years, and they've only been here for four to five months. The only thing getting broken around here are eardrums and my patients. I have no clue if she's on the spectrum or not, or if she has a disability. I don't suspect abuse and have not called CPS, however, a wellness check may be in order. I cannot move my home office nor can I work at a friend's house as I work in a department that works in confidential information, so I need to be at home or at the office. I also suffer from chronic pain, so working from home is easier on me mentally and physically. Also in my post when I said I'm an aunt, I get it. I mean that I understand kids can be loud. I get it to a fault, not completely as I'm not a parent, but I understand. Thank you very much for all the feedback that has been given so far. I really appreciate it. I'm just going to give you an overview on the comments on this one before we go to the update. So a lot of people were saying, you know, clearly you're not the one who feels this way because there's other noise complaints going on. So the toddler is obviously being excessively loud. Other people saying, you know, this is toddlers just being toddlers and you can't control them. Other comments saying this is apartment living and this is just the way it is. Well, I think it's fair to say a lot of comments are saying, you know, this is unacceptable and something needs to be done about it. So then OP comes in with our update and says, Hello again. It's been about a month since my original post and I thought I'd provide an update. Before I get into it, I just wanted to thank you all for reading my original post and offering your opinion on the matter, whether it was making me the a-hole or not. However, those who told me to pay the $1,000 lease breaking fee or buy a house I take PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. So to cut right to it, I ended up filing another noise complaint against the neighbors across the hall after a particularly bad tantrum that involves not only screaming and crying, but banging against their front door as well. It lasted from 6.30 p.m. to roughly 10 p.m. And I managed to get a small snippet on video to show the office staff. The next day, I went to the leasing office and showed the manager the video from the night prior. Needless to say, she was appalled and apologized profusely stating that she didn't realize they were being that loud on a daily basis. She had me fill out another written complaint and said that they would be sending out a final warning, meaning that if they didn't get their act together in a week, they would be served a 30-day eviction notice. While I filed out another written complaint, she explained to me that the family was Indian and confirmed that neither the husband or wife spoke English, though the wife could understand a bit. She also said that every time they came to the office the little girl would run around screaming and jumping on furniture while the mum ignored her behaviour. Even when they went to sign the lease she said that they brought at least 8 other people and their kids with them and the kids would also run around screaming and jumping on the furniture. I know it was suggested she could be on the spectrum or have a disability but since other kids were behaving like this I think it's more learned behaviour. After the warning was sent out it was quiet. Too quiet. I noticed their carport was empty as well as their other car and it wasn't until the other day when i was coming up the stairs after doing laundry that i saw an older gentleman leaving the apartment i smiled and gave a polite nod and managed to see their apartment was completely empty no furniture no nothing it seemed like they abandoned the place as eviction from what the office staff told me wouldn't be that quick so that's my update it looks like instead of taking the seven day warning they just abandoned their lease instead They always had visitors, so I think they have a very supportive community around them and probably moved in with friends. While the situation overall sucks, I'm glad that it didn't come to eviction. Thanks again to all of you, and I hope your day is full of awesome. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. Have you guys ever had a noisy neighbor? How did you deal with it? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for getting involved. And don't forget at the end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you to click on and it will automatically scroll through all the videos for you. So whatever you're up to, a bit of crochet, a bit of running, bit of cleaning, let me know what you're doing. Absolutely love to hear it. I will see you in the next one. <laughs> Take care and much love.